RTHK, the news at 11 with Tom Warden. Tonight's headlines. The Yinghua Girls' School withdraws a controversial documentary film from this year's Hong Kong Film Awards. The Hong Kong Institute of Bankers gets a rap on the knuckles from the Privacy Commissioner over a data leak. And two people linked to a pro-independence group are jailed for five years under the national security law. The Yinghua Girls' School says it's withdrawn a documentary it commissioned from the best film entry of this year's Hong Kong Film Awards. To My 19-Year-Old Self, which follows the lives of six alumni from the school and had won three nominations, was pulled from cinemas after one of the protagonists objected to the film's public screening. In response, the Privacy Commissioner's Office says it will consider issuing guidelines on film production following the controversy over the documentary. Here is Privacy Commissioner Ada Chung. We are very concerned about the incident, especially because it involves the personal data privacy of minors. In order to protect the personal data privacy of the students in question, we have taken the initiative to contact the school to collect information relating to the incident, to ascertain the facts of the case. And depending on the facts of the case and our further inquiries, we may issue guidance to the stakeholders on this particular issue. The office also said it's issued an enforcement notice to the Hong Kong Institute of Bankers following a data leak that affected more than 13,000 members and about 100,000 non-members. It added there were deficiencies in the Institute's handling of the issue, as Kelly Yu reports. The privacy watchdog says people's personal information was leaked in December 2021, following a ransomware attack on six of the Institute of Bankers' servers. Privacy Commissioner Ada Chung said there were serious deficiencies with the Institute's handling of the matter, adding that it had violated the personal data ordinance. The Institute did not enable the multi-factor authentication for the VPN to enhance system security. Because if it had enabled the multi-factor um, authentication, it would not be so easy for the hacker to get access to the system. Ms. Chung urged organizations to conduct regular risk assessments and enhance information systems management to prevent similar attacks. The Privacy Commissioner also revealed that there's been a surge in doxing complaints to her office since such online harassment was outlawed in late 2021. It received 3,848 complaints in total last year, up 15 percent from 2021. But Ms. Jung said that more than half were doxing-related. Since the implementation of the new anti-doxing regime, apparently this has led to an increase in the number of doxing-related complaints filed with us. It is because we have carried out a series of promotion and publicity and also educational activities in relation to the new anti-doxing regime. As a result, we believe that um, members of the public have a better sense. Ms. Chung said 95% of the complaints it received in 2022 were about private organizations or individuals, with the rest targeted at public organizations or government departments. The district court has jailed two people linked to a pro-independence group for five years under the national security law. The judge presiding over the case called their offenses serious in nature, as Frank Young reports. 21-year-old Choi Wing Kit and 26-year-old Chris Chan were among seven who earlier pleaded guilty to the charge of conspiracy to incite subversion under the national security legislation. Choi was given an extra three months in jail for possessing an offensive weapon. The court had heard that the pair, who were part of the returning Valiant group, 
had made remarks calling on others to topple the government between January and May in 2021. In sentencing, National Security Judge Kwok Wai Kin described the offenses as serious in nature, saying the group had repeatedly called for a bloody revolution at street booths. He said such an appeal could incite others and pose a risk to society. Five others linked to the group were sentenced to detention at a training center last October. And to the weather forecast, it'll be mainly cloudy and misty, with one or two light rain patches in the morning and again at night. Warm with sunny intervals, temperatures in the region of 19 to 24 degrees, and moderate easterly winds. The outlook: becoming humid and foggy in the following few days. Currently at the observatory, it's 20 degrees with. The relative humidity now 83 percent. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. Chief Executive John Lee says he hopes to sign a free trade agreement with the United Arab Emirates to build on trade ties that surged by about 35 percent in 2021. Mr. Lee was speaking at an investment forum in Dubai, the last stop of his Middle East tour. An FTA between Hong Kong and the UAE, therefore, is the logical next step. In our relations, I'm confident it will substantially boost trade and investment ties between us. Deputy Secretary for Justice Horace Chung says Hong Kong plays an important role in connecting the mainland to the global market. He, along with Chief Executive John Lee, is visiting the United Arab Emirates. Speaking at an investment forum in the UAE city of Sharjah, the official said the SAR is the only common law jurisdiction in China. And the city's legal system makes it a great place to enter the mainland market. The international commerce and international investment laws are originated from common law, and therefore, our common law allows us to closely connect with international business community. The commercial and property laws of, of of Hong Kong is comprehensive. The combined effect of all these is to provide investors. With solid legal protection, whether they are investing in Hong Kong, or channeling investment through Hong Kong to the mainland or to other economies, customs officers have arrested a 30-year-old man after mounting a controlled delivery operation in Yamate. They found two bottles of suspected CBD oil and four grams of suspected cannabis buds in a search of his workplace and home in Changquano. It's the first such case since new laws governing CBD came into effect at the start of this month. The Environmental Protection Department says reduced vehicle emissions mean Hong Kong's air quality will continue to improve, even though traffic is expected to increase now the border has fully reopened. The average roadside concentration levels of major air pollutants fell by up to 64 percent between 2013 and 2022. Stephen Siu, an assistant director of the department, said the improvement was due in part. To reduce activities during the COVID outbreak, as we、uh, look at the, the improvement of quality in Hong Kong, we look at the long-term trend instead of look at the、uh, individual years. On this basis, an、uh, individual particular events happen in the in the course of the particular years that does not affect the overall trends of the、uh, improvement、uh, trends. This will be、uh, our main focus. If the contribution lead to the reverse of the trend, we will pay more attention to such a factor. But actually, so we do not foresee that、uh, the governmental will actually affect the、uh, long-term improvement trend of, of the、uh, quality in Hong Kong. 
Transport Commissioner Rosanna Law has called on vehicle owners to apply for a tag specially designed for the Hong Kong e-toll system as soon as possible. She also revealed the timetable for the rollout of the automated payment system at all government tunnels by the end of this year. Maggie Ho has the details. Ms. Law confirmed on a commercial radio program that the government's e-toll system will be introduced first at the tunnel from Taiwan to Changsha Wan on the 26th of this month. She said it will replace the current payment methods at the tunnel toll plaza, but that drivers who don't have an e-payment tag will still be able to use it. A picture will be taken of their vehicle's number plate, and they'll be billed later. We would notify you that you used a tunnel on a particular date. In this case, it's the Qingsha control area. You will have to pay the toll within 14 days, since you did not do so at the time. The transport chief said the e-toll system will then be rolled out at the Shengmun and Lion Rock tunnels, followed by the three cross-harbor tunnels this summer. The Aberdeen and Tades Karen tunnels will start using the new toll system by the end of the year, Ms. Law said, adding that it will be installed at the Thailand Tunnel when its franchise expires in 2025 and when the replacement of the current auto toll system will be completed. Accounting firm Ernst & Young has called for tax breaks for new university graduates in the financial secretary's upcoming budget. It says the government should make tuition tax deductible to attract foreign students and retain those who graduate in local universities. Ada Ao has more. Robin Choi, a partner at the accounting firm, says tax breaks for new graduates would help build a sustainable supply of labour. I think it will be very effective in terms of, in particular, for um, foreign students who study in Hong Kong and would like to spend their career at least the first, I mean, our suggestion is the first five years, spending two years here and tax deduction will start uh, in the third year. Mr Choi said the proposal would help keep local students in the territory as well after they graduate. Tax measures for for the enterprises and individuals. Ernst and Young is also calling for cuts in salaries and profit tax in the upcoming budget, but is warning against another round of consumer vouchers. A tax expert at the firm, Paul Ho, stressed the need to take the city's long-term financial standing into consideration. From a prudence management perspective, we want to make sure that uh, Hong Kong has enough buffer to build a longer-term and sustainable economy rather than uh, looking at another short-term measures. Ernst & Young is projecting a government deficit of $135 billion in the upcoming financial year. It also says the city's fiscal reserves are likely to drop to about $822 billion, enough for one year's expenditure. The Oxfam Trailwalker is making a comeback after being suspended for the past three years because of COVID. Hong Kong's largest annual hiking fundraising event will be staged from the 24th to the 26th of this month, with around 400 teams taking part. Oxfam Hong Kong says all the money raised will go towards poverty alleviation, disaster relief and advocacy work. The charity's Director of Fundraising and Communications, Michael Wong, told Haley Yip that this month's race is just the first this year. This Trailwalker, we are really glad that it's come back after four years. And we are looking very forward to this year because uh, in 2023, you're going to have two. One in February, which is to make up for last year's and another one in November. So this one for us is a warm-up for the return of the major event uh, in November. And uh, all the arrangements are the same, except that we are looking forward to preparing even more for the next time that we come, that we come back. Who is Oxfam Trailwalker raising money for? 
We raise funds for all the international and local projects that we do. So we have 40 projects, uh, gender equality projects, as well as our climate justice projects all across the world in over 70, 80 countries. And the Oxfam Trailwalker, we expect to raise funds to support all these different projects, as well as humanitarian projects. How does this year's race differ from previous years? This year is a bit challenging for many walkers because it will take place in February. And in February, the weather is a bit more humid. The weather might be a bit unstable. So for many of the walkers, it might cause a bit of a challenge when compared to November. But I think most of our walkers will have practiced a lot and they should be able to handle this uh, quite easily. Will there be any overseas runners joining the race this year? We are looking at overseas runners, actually, for our, our November program, our November Trail Walker, and we are expecting international teams from Australia and other countries because we have Oxfam Trail Walkers across the world in over 11 countries, and we are lining up uh, these teams from these representative countries to come to Hong Kong in November. A decades-long study of a population of killer whales off the Pacific coast of North America has revealed a dramatic difference in the way the marine mammals raise daughters and sons. The BBC's Victoria Gill has more. The sound of a very close bond, a killer whale mother and son surfacing together. Because in orca family life, offspring stay by their mother's side into adulthood. But sons are particularly dependent on their mums. Well into adulthood, males will demand to be fed fish by their mothers, even though they're much larger than females. But that close family bond comes at a cost. This new study showed that having a son cut by half a mother's chance of reproducing again in the future. Two sports. And as we come to the final hours before the NBA trade deadline, major moves have been made, including a three-team, eight-player deal that sent Russell Westbrook from the Lakers to Utah. Rumors are swirling over a possible move by the Nets to trade Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns as well. The Nets had just ended a tumultuous relationship with Kyrie Irving after offloading him to the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavs won their first game with Irving, and their coach, Jason Kidd, was full of praise for him. He's just a basketball player with um, a lot of talent, so you just want to put him in a position to be successful, and I think... um, you know, with being unselfish, he's going he's gonna to play the game the right way. He's playing the game at a very high level right now, and we just got to continue to uh, build on that. And Man- Manchester United have reportedly opened talks with Qatari investors as speculation intensifies over the future ownership of the Premier League giants ahead of a deadline for bids. The American Glazier family, who completed their takeover of the 20 times English champions in 2005, announced in November they were open to a sale or investment. Potential buyers are understood to have until February the 17th to table offers. A reminder of our top story tonight, the Yinghua Girls School withdraws a controversial documentary film from this year's Hong Kong Film Awards. That's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
And if you've just joined us, a very good evening to you. Thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time with me, Peter King. 45 minutes of music from a bygone era. If you'd like to choose a song, send over an email to radiopete at gmail. As we have another variety for you tonight, including Artie Shaw, Doris Day, and first up, a good track from Nat King Cole. Together, And you're happy when you're blue It isn't very hard to do And you'll find happiness without an end Whenever you pretend Remember anyone can dream Nothing's bad as it may seem The little things you haven't got Could be a lot If you'd pretend You'll find a love you can share One you can call all your own Just close your eyes, she'll be there You'll never be alone And if you sing this melody You'll be pretending just like me The world is mine, it can be yours, my friend So why don't you pretend? Pretending just like me The world is mine It can be yours, my friend So why don't you pretend 